0: welcome in to another edition of dish and ish that's damon benning i'm ravi lula we're coming to you well sort of live you can watch on youtube live
1: you are looking live <laughs> all
0: right all right, Keith Jackson. I, yeah, you know? I oh, is that, that
1: Brent? Is that Brent or Keith, oh, no, Shane? That's, that's Brent. You're right. That's listen, us get them mind. all confused. Old, old guys. Old. The, old,
0: the old white dudes at all? <laughs> I don't know. I, listen. <laughs> you were going to say it? I don't you know, man.
1: Well, considering, like, Grady or, you know, Fred Sanford, or I don't know very many old <laughs> black guys. I assume it's doing <laughs> broadcasts. I assume it's old black guys. shane how are we doing, man? Have you missed me?
0: We're doing good. Um... You know, anytime we can get a uh, Musburger, uh, how about a beer or you're about, looking
1: about, live or any of that about kind a of beer? stuff? <laughs> I think we're good. You are looking live.
0: You're right. That is that is Musburger. I, I had Keith Jackson in my head for some reason. Whoa, That's a He's a,
1: you know, Keith Jackson was
0: like right on the edge of, like he was older by the time I started watching college football.
1: Really? That's a shame. Keith Jackson is one of my favorites.
0: Um, He had his moments, but you could tell. He didn't have his like, a game. 98 mile an hour fastball. Still, yeah, he was kind of getting by on on craftiness, as it were. <laughs> wow. Um, All <laughs> oh, right. Well, there would be a couple times. I, I, you know, what? There's a there's a specific play that I remember. I was like, oh, maybe Keith Jackson doesn't still have it. Um, it was in the 2002. Uh, it was the game between Ohio State and Miami, the national championship game, mm-hmm. and there was a pass kind of
1: down by the goal line. In that. 2002, I believe he would have been 73, maybe. So he was a little deeper into his career at that point. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh. And he
0: was, for the most part, still very good, but there were just a few times a game, and there was a specific pass. Uh, it was Craig Krenzel, a good old Ohio State. Yes, quarterback, sir. Yes, Craig indeed. Krenzel, who just threw a total duck to, I want to say, Chris Gamble. Does that sound yeah, right? Yeah,
1: yeah. Gamble would have been a guy, number seven.
0: Okay. And it was kind of down by the goal line, and it was a, it, it was it was on like a slant or, or something similar, kind of an inside quick route, and threw a total duck way behind gamble. gamble. I believe gamble made an incredible play just to catch the ball, mm-hmm. and Keith Jackson goes, "Oh, what a throw by Krenzel!" And I was like,
1: "Ah, <laughs> uh, you aren't so sure, may, maybe not." So that was 0-2? yeah, yeah. Keith, what? A, that's he's probably seventy three, seventy four, because he died in twenty eighteen. Yeah. And he was, I was going to do Dead or Alive with Shane, but I didn't want him to embarrass himself. <laughs> Shane, what would you have said? Be honest.
0: Uh, I would have said gone because I remember I remember when he passed. Yeah,
1: 2018. Yeah. And yeah. he was 89.
0: But he stopped doing games full time, kind of around that time. Well,
1: remember, he was right? a little upset that they were did they only get, did they giving get him out? West kind of West okay. Coast okay. games. Because he, he still did like the Rose Bowl. Because yeah. that, that was, was a, a bit.
0: Big deal for him.
1: He was probably one. Can you tell I've been coaching? It's crazy. Yeah. Like my voice voice is is a little raggedy. Yeah, it's raggedy. It's okay. Okay. Like Andy and and Annie. (laughs) Who's been coaching? (laughs) The door slammer. That's pretty good, Shane. You must have done this a while. Did he know that we were going to do this? How'd you find that so quick? That was pretty quick. I wonder if that's the first thing that pops up when you type Damon Benning in the system. Keith Jackson. Oh, Nelly. Hey, I have a question, though. Yeah, let's do it. It doesn't have anything to do with Keith Jackson. That's all right. I'm a little late to the sports party. You know, Twitter caught me off guard yesterday. And okay, yeah, yeah. How does it behoove Saquon Barkley to get the one-year deal done at 11 mil when he wanted 16 long-term? So they just guaranteed the money this year, then he's going to hit the market?
0: Yeah, so that's I actually wanna Because to,
1: it's 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 like one million more than what would have happened if they franchised him, right? If it, they franchised him, it would have been ten.
0: Yeah, so I think there's some incentives in there though.
1: Yeah, it's like almost a mil.
0: Which is again, not what he wanted. Not really even close to what he wanted. Certainly not the years he wanted.
1: Was it just me or wasn't the original deal worth thirteen mil a year? And he wanted McCaffrey money at sixteen. Yes. Okay.
0: the whole thing has been kind of confusing because they had their little like running back summit yesterday over Zoom where they were, which I don't really know what they were trying to accomplish.
1: Well, I think they were just getting on the same page that, hey, let's make sure this isn't collusion. Sure. And we need to reset the running back market. What can we do together as a group to reset the running back market? Well, and that's that's kind of
0: what my question was, like, what can they do?
1: I don't know. Aside from not play, yeah, like if you got all of them to, yeah, would have to be a collective strike, effort. basically. Yeah, I mean, that's have, what it
0: would be at that point. It'd
1: have to be a collective effort. But I did see the guy that originally screwed up the whole safety market, Kevin Byard mm-hmm. from Tennessee, mm-hmm. redid his deal, yeah, to make room for D Hop, because the safety, the, the safety market was the one that's been screwed up for like the last. The handful of years. Pretty
0: screwed up. You know what is kind of goes under the radar is not a great market either. Is like the middle linebacker market.
1: Yeah, if you're if you're off the, I agree. If you're not, an off the ball guy and you don't rush the passer, yes. Yeah. If you're, it's we see those guys get devalued in the draft.
0: Right. I don't we, know. I'm with you. And so
1: I, it's not just a running back. i Which you. is
0: why I don't necessarily think it's collusion i think it's priority it's kind of a
1: strong word right i just no, but i
0: i think they probably were asking themselves that that's probably part of what the meeting was yesterday and i guess i mean you have a unique kind of situation on this having obviously been a running back um i wonder if there's any fear because you brought up the the perhaps just sitting out as a group right Do you think there's a danger in doing that, that they might prove the owners
1: right? Well, I think they're at the mercy of analytics. Right. So what's happening is, is like points per dollar figure when these general managers and these gurus like sit down to the table for guaranteed monies and contracts. But let's say they all do. Let's say the top 20 guys sit out that don't have like
0: McCaffrey's got his deal. So he's not
1: sitting out right Let's say the top 20 guys without DS. If he took one for the team and they said, hey, listen, you're one of us, and I know you're getting yours, but hey, for the sake of the greater good, will you chill? You think Christian's gonna be like, yeah, man, like I okay, I absolutely do not think he would oh, do that. Okay. I don't think most people would do that. <laughs> right? If well, no, probably not. Right? I mean, it would have to be. Would have Some to be, super strong cause. You like, would have like, to
0: see something egregious. Like they would have to come to you with proof Like of hum, human
1: atrocities. Yeah,
0: human atrocities or like just even proof of like, hey, I've got these text messages or emails or whatever. They are colluding against yeah, us. They don't, right?
1: they don't want to pay us.
0: You would have to have proof Yeah. Right. for somebody who's already getting paid mm-hmm. to be like, ah, oh, no, I'm
1: good. Like I'm going to walk away from – I'm going to make the people mad that paid me. You realize though – Robby, this has been happening for a while. So my senior year heading into Carolina. Okay. They had Anthony Johnson and Tim Biakabatuka. Mm-hmm. They had a guy named Scott Green. He played fullback. One of my food. favorite names of all time, by the Biak, way. Batuka. Listen, so. Michigan, right? Michigan guy? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen, knowing your personality. Yeah. Biak would have been a Robby guy. He would have been one of my dudes. Super higher level thinker. I loved him as a kid. Very matter of fact though. So yeah. he was super pragmatic. Okay. You know, he taught he taught Biat was one of those guys that was really, really smart. Is originally from Ghana. Yeah. Uh his dad got a job as a professor. Okay. Teaching at university. Okay. In Montreal.
0: Oh, I didn't know that.
1: Yeah. So he had this thick French Canadian accent, but That's incredible. He was as African as a Zulu warrior. Right. Right. Like, yeah. So anyway, it's a so it could have been Denver. I'll never forget this. We had the cake where the candles got the wax got super wet waiting for my name to be called. Yeah. I remember my agent called about the sixth round because I could have sworn I was going to Pittsburgh. Like that was the team. Mm -hmm. Hey, we're going to call you. And you know we're waiting to blow out the cake. And ah, short story long, right? Turned out to be an undrafted free agent. Miserable day, by the way. I'll never forget that Sunday. And uh, ended up being a good day. So we're talking. We're looking through the three teams: Denver, Pittsburgh, Carolina. Mm-hmm. Uh, we decided on Carolina because Biot was just coming off the knee injury, and Anthony mm-hmm. Johnson we didn't think it was like an every down back. Like okay, yeah. we could have done. You this. thought you saw an opportunity. So they brought in three young guys uh myself um can't remember the other back didn't last from very long and there was another guy named Fred Lane from Lane College yeah yeah Fred Lane from Lane College ended up winning that job as an undrafted free agent from D32 Lane College I didn't even know where Lane I thought people were playing with me because his, his last, last name. name was Lane yeah but I remember um i ripped up my hamstring pretty good in camp early mm-hmm. Biop was not quite ready to go and they wanted to yet. move anthony johnson to fullback and fred lane had like two really good productive years maybe two and a half i kind of remember fred he lane. ended yeah. up and this is interesting because he would always tell these stories about his his girl mm-hmm. and uh man you know my girl this my girl that and you know i asked him what happened to he had the scar above his oh, head oh yeah and he got hit with a cash register. He like had these crazy stories, right? But it turns out, like, I don't know. I'm probably misremembering. She maybe ended up killing him. Oh, geez. And like a domestic dispute later on. Oh, wow. But he won the job. And I remember Joe Pendry at the time, who was our offensive coordinator. He used to call me Fort Benning. <laughs> and he, he had like this accent. They, we'd gotten him from Buffalo. And, uh, they, they were telling talking to us about dollars and cents. And so one day, it was me, Tim Bianca Batuka, and get this. I swear to goodness, this is a true story. Ray Caruth. Oh, wow. We end up going to get CDs. Best Buy had just opened in Charlotte. Okay. Okay. Just opened. They had CDs. Ray Caruth ended up. Yeah, you got to. I may be misremembering the Fred Lane story. Look up Fred Lane while I'm talking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ray Carruth ended up buying, I'm not playing, ended up buying like 40 CDs. He loved music. And he, that time they weren't cheap. Dude, they were like 25 or 30 bucks. At least, yeah. I'm serious. Yeah. And and, and so I was like, man. So, you know, B. I got a couple of... Um, They weren't HDMI cords. They were some other cords. They were audio visuals. They were the the RCA. Yes. Yeah, the RCA cords. So we got jacks to hook up to projectors for video games. Like we we had a couple of days off in between camp. And I remember Biak Batuka sitting us down with some of the running backs, and he was talking about finances and how running backs are this and running backs are that. And I remember he said something I'll never forget. He's like, hey, listen. Don't come back from injury until you can really practice, because all they want to do is get you on tape so they can cut you without having to pay you if they release mm. you. I'll, I like I'll, I'll I'm telling you, it's like business 101, Right. But he was that kind of guy. Yeah. He, he just was very smart. Playing he was chess. really savvy. Yeah. He was playing chess. And yeah. And, uh, you know, Sam Mills had taken some time to invest in him, who was playing middle linebacker. And we had a really, like, mature team. We had John Casey and Sam Mills and some of these guys that were just really savvy. And I remember in our next running back, next couple of running back meetings where they were going to put um Biakabatuka, they were going to hold him out, mm-hmm. and – I remember Pendry saying, we're going to play the long game with our money. Yeah. I'm dumb as all get out, right? First (laughs) year, I think, you know, $10,000 is a ton of money. Sure. And I'm like, woo wee Yeah. Right? And uh, because I remember when I got my injury settlement when I first left Carolina, like, I thought that money was, like, long money. Like real money. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy, right? right? It was like it would have only covered a couple of round trip flights, right? It's <laughs> like you do the taxes on like fifteen k, and it's like, yeah, it, it evaporates in a hurry. So anyway, yeah, they've been kind of doing this, right? They got the guy on the cheap, yeah. They got a couple good years out of them, yeah, and then decided whether they wanted to pay him or not for the reup, yeah. And this was mid nineties.
0: Yeah, this was not late mid late nineties,
1: right? So it's like. It's kind of been going on for a while. Yeah. Now it's just getting. It's Ample getting talked about. Because back <laughs> in the day, the, the high profile guys still got paid. That's where it's. That's and they it's and changed. they and they would run you into the right. That's right. where it changes. It's at the top of the market is where. It's and so maybe I think in the sports world, the middle to bottom of the market has been like that for a while. Right. It's the like the top when you, of the market. It's, it's like it's when you changed. get the new guy at work. Yeah. You don't want to be the guy that makes. You don't want to be at the top of the payroll. <laughs> You kind of want to be somewhere in the middle. I like upper middle, right? Like, because you want to be fairly compensated, but you You don't want to be expensive, right? Right. And I think that's where they started to kind of see sales
0: all the time running backs. When guys make too much commission in sales, they let them go. Oh, yeah. Because what they have to pay them doesn't match what they're bringing in, even though they're bringing in a ton of business. Uh, You're right on the Fred Lane deal, by the way. Was that you were oh, dead on. Okay. No, no pun intended. But it was yeah. Was it her? It was yeah, it was his wife at the time was convicted of uh voluntary manslaughter.
1: Oh yeah. yeah. I like caught him slipping up and she yeah. wasn't and she wasn't having it. Yeah but he used to tell these stories. I was like, man, you must and I remember this. I I, I was like, You must really be in love. To put up with some of the Well, it's just like it was foreign to me. Yeah. Because, and this showed in my first marriage because I was so bad at it, yeah. but I never wanted to get married. I just wanted to adopt. All I really cared about were kids. Sure. Like, I, I wanted to adopt. I didn't want to get married. Yeah. You know, and so I just like, there's no way. Yeah. You're just like, why would I put up with that for something I don't really yeah, want? Yeah. And you got to remember, we're like 23, 24 years old. Yeah. So he's young. I mean, that's young to get married anyway. Not a snowball's <laughs> chance in heck. And he you know, and, and it was just yeah, it was just really weird. But I'll I'll never forget that, man. Like, you know, Carruth was our barber and it was so bad. That's when I knew culture was important. Sure. Because yeah. You know, I happened to be there in 96, 97, where they're coming off the really good year. Yeah, yeah. Making the push for NFC championships. Mm -hmm. They lost to Dallas the previous year in the champ. I think it was the NFC championship. Yeah. And um, we didn't have good camp. We didn't have good chemistry that next year because we got a couple of high-price free agents. Sure. We got Michael Barrow. uh, We got a couple of guys. and, And I just remember it was just really dicey yeah we had a guy lamar lathan who was a fantastic linebacker out of houston who didn't like that Barrow made big money mm-hmm. free agent kind of played the, they didn't talk we had a couple of meltdowns in training camp where Kerry collins and wesley walls yeah did a skit okay uh and it was didn't didn't go over well no 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 uh we had an offensive lineman from i think He was from SC, uh, Roberto Davies Garrido, or Garrido. It was hyphenated last name. And Kerry Collins went into making fun of his hyphenated last name. Oh. And Roberto didn't appreciate it, so he socked him. Oh. Yeah, swelled his eyes shut. And that same night, they're doing skits going into character for Brookies. Yeah. Wesley Walls wasn't a rookie, but he was making fun of the skit, and he kind of went into this uh, dependent, pretended to be urban. Okay. And guys like Musim Muhammad. Didn't take kindly? Didn't appreciate it. Sure. And so the next day, we're out at practice, and Kerry Collins has got on sunglasses because his eyes black. I remember that. Oh, I'm dead serious. I
0: remember those Kerry— it was, it was thing. so
1: dysfunctional. I had no idea that was the And back this is story. the same team yeah. that had balled their brains out. I'm wetting my pants because I had never seen anything like that. Nothing. Yeah. Nothing. And it just, it was one of the worst. That season disintegrated. I mean, it evaporated in a hurry. Yeah. And we had really, sh- some really strong guys. They just didn't play the key spots. Like Michael Bates was an all pro kick returner. Yeah. Rocket Ishmael was a really quality guy. John Casey, our kicker, great quality guy. Right, yeah. Sam Mills. We just, it was so, it, it, it was so divisive in-house. We just couldn't really overco- in key spots. overcome that season. Just, just couldn't. Yeah. And so I knew right then and there, I'm like, they can say what they want about being professionals and getting paid, but but you better be able to figure out how to get your composure to to go to work the next day. Yeah, like that ultimately Which still some matters. Some people never learn. No, I it's it's crazy, right? No, I'm I'm 100. Some with you. people
0: never. It doesn't matter how old you are. It doesn't matter how mature you are. In the rest of your life, there are some people that when they're slighted, they're just embarrassed, can't, just can't function. They're ashamed. They cannot figure out a way. And I'm not saying they should have to, but you know, to be an adult, a lot of times you have to do things you don't want to do. And how often does it go your way all the time? Almost never. Right. Right. I mean, let's be real. <laughs>
1: oh, I'm telling you.
0: You know, in order to be a functional adult in any profession, usually you are going to have to bite the bullet at some point and go to
1: work on a day that you don't want to go to work. And hey, listen, full disclosure, I mean, like like the last probably four, five months, mm-hmm. right? What are we in? Almost the end of July. Yeah, it's almost August. So let's go April, May, June, July. So let's go March because this was right after kind of towards my birthday. Just my personal life was kind of in disarray, Mm -hmm. right? Just a lot going on in a multitude of areas. And I remember thinking clearly, if it wasn't for my kids, like this could go a couple of different directions. Sure, you could get off the rails a little bit, right? Yeah. Cause my, my, my personality at its core is to be a little high strung. Okay. Sure. What I'm good at is recalibrating in the moment. Like okay. that, that's, that's like, I could see that. It's like, I can all of a sudden get it together. It's like in heated discussions. Like I can keep, I, I, I can just usually recalibrate, you keep your composure. It was getting away from me yeah. and all I kept remember, like, you know, I'd have some of these days my god it's when it's raining it's pouring and it just kept compounding and compounding and then we got surgeries and bills and it it was just it was i mean it was getting up there i just remember i was thinking to myself i'm done like because my natural tendency as a as a dude is to withdraw yeah to to, yeah and plus i'm supposed to be the fix-it guy like people are usually Hey, I need this. Hey, can you do this? Hey, can you help me out with this? And when you're the fix the guy and you can't fix it, It, it that's about the worst thing. Right, right. So, you know, I've kind of like disappeared for a couple of months. And the only other time I could ever remember getting kind of that low Mm -hmm. was during my divorce. Yeah. in like 11 and 12. And so it was kind of a scary place to be. And I just remember, okay, hey, man, you got to go to work. Yeah. Like, you you, you have to go to work. And even if I'm only going to be good for five or six hours a day, it's got to be. Three of them have to be yeah, at work. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah. I just wasn't going to bring it to work just because I, I kept thinking. I got Maya. I got Caleb. I got Micah. I got Zoe. Like, at some point, you just have to, like, push, push through. But not everybody has that. And it's not always healthy.
0: Sure. It right? Can, can like, be, But it's not always healthy, but a lot of times it is, yeah. Because a lot of times
1: instead of of quitting,
0: instead of withdrawing, instead of like, hey, I don't want to do this anymore, because that can be self sabotaging, right? And instead of doing that, you push through. And listen, you probably shouldn't push through without like talking to somebody or maybe like seeing a therapist or whatever. But you you, people could call you Ben Simmons most of the time, you need to push through because. You can't just quit. Otherwise everything falls apart. Right. And, and the the reason, the thing for me, it's your kids for you. For me, it's, it's being diabetic. It's like, I always need insulin. So I know I have to keep going to work. Mm. Right. So that's the thing in the front of my mind all the time. Cause I've been, you know, I've been divorced too. There are times I didn't want to go to work. You know, there's been times where I just didn't like my job that much. And like, I deal with some like anxiety and depression anyway. And so isn't that crazy? There's been days where I'm just like, I can't do this anymore. Mm-hmm. And then I remember, oh, you don't have a choice. Yeah. And sometimes unless you hate
1: it, unless you're really going to go there. I
0: would say unless you're in the place where you're yeah. like, for real, for the dark, the darkest of darks. Right. Yeah. And it's always been a. Hey, maybe I take a day. I'll give myself like a day mm-hmm. when I got when I got divorced. Mm-hmm. OK when my ex said like, Hey, I'm done. I'm out. I took two days. Mm -hmm. I didn't go to work for two days. Mm -hmm. And then I really thanked my boss at the time for this, she was like, Hey, I can get you more time off, but you need to come back to work. And I was like, I I really don't think I'm ready. And she's like, I've been divorced. Trust me. You need to come back to work. Mm -hmm. And so I did, I took Thursday and Friday off. It happened on a Wednesday night. I took Thursday and Friday off. I took the weekend. And then I went back to work on Monday and it was the best thing I could have done. Yeah. Right. Because sometimes, and like, listen, I went to therapy. I did the whole thing. Right. I but I had to keep going to work. And for me, it was, listen, I got to pay for insulin. I got to get my medical stuff. I have to, for you, it's, I got to keep, I got to take care of my Yeah.
1: I, I remember that's funny. Like not he, he, ha ha.
0: No, but yeah, I know what you mean.
1: So your thing was, uh, I, I got, I have to be able to provide this for myself in order to sustain. To be alive, yeah. I remember clearly I told myself I am not going to be the guy who doesn't get to see his kids except for select Mm. weekends and holidays Mm. as as the black dad that's not going to be. The absentee. The absentee dad. Yeah. You didn't want to be the stereotype. Oh, that is. (laughs) And I can... I'm not laughing. No, I can yeah. I can admit that now because it was the total driving force. Yeah. I'm going to be better. So I remember in mediation in the parenting plan, mm-hmm. and people thought I was crazy. Like, well, she's your neighbor. I was like, yeah, like yeah. she lives 65 seconds from me. Yeah. Do you know why? Because this so is you not be your kids. Not it's about, about you. Not about me. It See, is,
0: and honestly, that's so much harder than what I went
1: through. Oh. I don't know no I mean, it is no I'd I r- I rather try to stay alive
0: <laughs> well no, but I mean in terms of the actual divorce oh yeah. we didn't have kids we didn't have anything like that yeah. Yeah. I haven't seen her I think since the day the thing was finalized yeah and I'm thrilled about that like I still in but, the same city no, I think she moved I think I don't really know yeah. I think she moved though I think she went back home she's she's not from here originally but the if I like I have so much respect for people that have to still mm. either raise kids or like Mm -hmm. They have each other in their lives, you know, and that's so much harder that like mine was like a breakup with like a lot of paperwork is basically what mine was. It was a it was a traumatic thing for me at the time and whatever. But when it was done, it was done. Mm -hmm. It's not something that I had to keep dealing with.
1: Yeah. And it's interesting, too, because in this weird sort of twisted way, just as the oldest boy. Mm -hmm. So. Not necessarily with Maya as a, the female. Mm-hmm. Like Caleb asks, he asks those questions yeah. of like perseverance and pushing through because he sees um, his mom and I get along well. And, and uh, you know, I told him I was very, I was very honest, mm-hmm. right? Like, you know, I was deathly afraid to not be able to spend time around you. Yeah. And, and you know, I told him, I said, you know, fortunately, I didn't say this to him, but in my head, I was like, fortunately, we were in different phases of our life. Like, she was just starting the phase of, okay, I'm going to go do my thing now. Mm-hmm. And I was like, shoot, I just want a parent. Yeah. <laughs> like,
0: yeah. I just, I just, just want to be a dad. I just want to be a dad. It goes back to the thing you were talking about. All you really cared about before yeah, was the so,
1: kids. Right. Yeah. One, one thousand percent. Yeah. Right. So it's like, um, the first three or four years, I know everybody thought like, "Oh man, like this is cool," or, or you know, whatever. Oh, you know, um, must be an easy relationship. Well, she kind of checked, not checked out. I don't want to speak ill of, kind of what her just. Dis- she had to go figure some things out. It sure. gave me time to reinvest. So they were with me all the time. Sure, I took them to practice. I yeah. mean, they were little. We, I carted them to everything. Yeah, I mean, this the was off season to work out. Right? So I, this is they were little. Yeah, took them to work. Yeah, they were always with me at at at, at my old job, and I remember my boss at the time, um, still a friend of this day, saying, "Hey, listen, you you, you got to stop bringing your kids to work. Like this isn't." Gonna work, yeah. And I told him, and this is kind of leads into Saquon Barkley and back to where we started with going to work, even though yeah, you maybe don't want to. He said, "Hey, okay, Shane, do you remember this?" Shane was there, and and I was mad, right? Because I would see other people with the kids there. Some people were bringing the goddamn dogs to work. A lot of that, yeah. yeah I remember. I so remember I was mad, that right? At the place. And I was like, "Hey, man, yeah, I'm just telling you." If we're going here, you got to be prepared to go here because I'll take my black ass and I'll be so in the wind.
0: If you make me choose between kids yep. and job,
1: I'm choosing yep. kids, right? Yeah. Like that's. Uh, yeah. I, I and I said those words. Yeah. Because I'm still kind of hurt. Right. I mean, we're fresh off of this deal and and I'm very passionate yeah. about um, the, the the kiddos. And he knew right then and there I was willing to walk. Yeah. Like And and I think when you want to negotiate and you want value versus worth and you want to figure that out, this is where this came from. Because I said this on Coffee and Cream about a month ago Mm -hmm. about negotiating. And this is where this came from. You always have to be willing to walk away from the deal.
0: Especially if you're going to threaten it.
1: If you're not willing to walk away from the deal. You're not going to get your value. You're just not going to get your value. No. And it's you, you just, and and I know it's like oh, it sounds easy. And I had no idea what I was going to do. I just knew my. You were willing to walk. I just knew I was willing to walk, and it was a very intense conversation between he and I. And this went on two hours. I'm talking knockdown drag. Yeah. And you know I'm gonna say what I you know especially if I think I'm right. You're gonna say what
0: you need to say. Uh,
1: it, it like it's coming out. Yeah. And um, and I remember. You know, he called me back a couple of days and he's like, okay, hey, let's, let's cool our heads prevail. Let's Let's figure this out. Let's get this figured out. Yeah. Now I tried that one other time. Yeah. And you know, my boss said, Hey, you know what? I I think I'm going to take you up on your offer. Uh, Let's I'll help you figure out something else different to do. Yeah. But I was still willing to walk, right? Well, and that's I mean, the thing; it has to be. Legitimate. And he and he and my guy and he and the the guy that I had this conversation with, he's not only one of the best business people in the Midwest, he's one of the best business people in the country. Yeah. And he and I just had breakfast not too long ago.
0: So you're so you're
1: good. Yeah. Yeah. And now it was tough, right? I mean, my parents were like, "Oh, you know, tough deal." And yeah. he was in your first wedding, and I was like, "Hey, man, you know, from his point of view, like, I just don't think." Like my value and my worth were two different things, sure and, right and now <laughs> like
0: now, he did, he
1: didn't value me as much as I thought I was worth, right, yeah, <laughs> so and now and sometimes it happens,
0: ironically enough, that's probably flipped,
1: <laughs> oh totally, where you're worth to, totally. more than
0: probably to, yeah, your value yeah, like right.
1: i like I'm a little insecure sometimes, right, especially when you go through some struggles, oh yeah, and it appears. Thank the Lord that I appear to be worth Enough. more to some people yeah. than I actually think of
0: myself. Yeah. I think you probably think less of yourself than almost everyone else around you. Uh,
1: I don't know. Like, I mean, I have said, like, professionally, I, maybe, at least. Yeah. You know, cause I, and I've had, you know, I've just been in a rut for sure months. Yeah, right? Yeah. So my, my self-esteem is not, it takes a hit. Great. Yeah. I've been there. But it's probably self-inflicted.
0: Yeah, usually it is. Yeah, isn't
1: that weird? Like,
0: usually there's an outside
1: factor that kind of starts it, and then the rest of it is you. Well, sometimes, you know, isn't this weird? You know sometimes how difficult it is to forgive yourself? Oh, it's the you're the hardest person to forgive. It just seems so unnatural. Yeah. Right, because we're kind of selfish by nature. So, like, if we can inflate our own... But it's Since, so
0: much harder to forgive yourself than it is to inflate yourself, and so much harder than it is to break yourself. Ninety
1: percent of the time, other people have have already moved, moved past on. it, and and, maybe, and 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 you, the individual, hasn't.
0: And maybe didn't even really think about it in the first place. I know, I know, right? How often does that happen? A ton. Where a, a ton. You still dwell on a thing. A ton. Can I? Can I be honest? Like l- truth-telling time. Okay? okay.
1: Well, it seems like that's kind of what this. Yeah, has been. this is
0: a little therapy <laughs> session here. I like it though. I think every I think everybody else will like it too. So, you're a very bad texter. Yes, you're very bad at texting yes. people back. Yes, that's a huge insecurity for me. Like when, and I'm not doing this to call you out. I'll no, no, no. It's cool. I'm learning. Totally I'm learning. honest, right? Yeah. Yeah. So sometimes I will send a text because, like, we're cool, and I know we're cool, very much so. But like, there's still like a little bit of insecurity there for me. Just there, just is. Okay. Um. And part of it is, like, I think where we're at professionally, right? Like, you're very established in the thing I want to do. I'm less established. Like, I don't want you to feel like I'm using you to get where I want to go. Okay. Oh, okay. I didn't. Okay. Because I genuinely like spending time with you. Okay. Right? Okay. Fair. But at the same time, I understand you can help me get to where I want to go. So, like, it's a really strange (laughs) dynamic.
1: (laughs) This is something else. Okay. Do tell. You
0: get what I'm saying? Yeah. so sometimes I'll, I'll send off a text. And I, knowing full well, especially when we first started talking more, mm-hmm. this was, it was way worse than it is now, but every <laughs> once in a while still, no, it was way worse for, on my like perception. of Yeah. It. Okay. Like you're about the same in terms of texting people back. Right. Right. But my perception of his changed cause I just understand like, oh, he's just bad at texting people back. Yeah. Right. And so, and I'm sure you like, think about it and then you get busy cause I do the same thing.
1: 98% of the time. That's what it is. Especially if. So my main problem I well I have a few but you know my main problem is <laughs> yeah I'm stretched so Yeah, you're thin the busiest person I know. and I'm not good at Okay. You're so, not going to say no? Yes. Yeah. I I'm Ravi. I'm so bad with boundaries. Yeah. and establishing boundaries. Like healthy personal boundaries. Healthy like this is what I need help on. Yeah. I'm I'm you know I I just responded to a deal for rotary. Mm-hmm. I don't even have any idea if I can pull it off. <laughs> I just know that I'm going to try. Yeah, you can be- do it. Because when I hear, yeah, who it's for, because and you what want to we're help. Doing, people, I want to help. Be a part of it. I, 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 I want. So right. So there's two places where I go wrong. Number yeah. one, I assume, and maybe it's incorrect, maybe it's not. Most people don't want to hear about what I'm going. Like I'm big on I don't want to make my problems yeah. your burden. That is not your burden I, because I, I'm a little scarred going through divorce. Yeah. Where I told myself I don't want to be responsible for your feelings. Any, I I just don't because yeah. I remember at the very end it was it was it, this this is what it was mm-hmm. in, in a nutshell. It was I don't think this is gonna work. I don't want to be with you anymore. I'm afraid that you're gonna be the same person in 10 years. Mm. And I was like and that was sure. about the cadence. Yeah. And it was pretty matter of fact. And you know, she's like, hey, you know, after CWS, I know it's a busy time for you, but after that, like, I'm good. Yeah. Sure enough, like after CWS was over, like, got an electronic email, <laughs> like the file, like whatever. Yeah but the but the The kicker was, um, you know, and I asked, like, if, like, are you sure? You know, this, that, and the other. We were doing this thing called heart care, and she's—I'll never forget this. This is crazy. She Mm -hmm. said, "You don't understand what it feels like to be with you. It's oppressive. It's like oppression." And I, and. I was just thinking to myself, uh, cause I'm a, I'm an empath, right? Yeah, yeah. So I'm trying to feel what she's feeling. Yeah. I'm, I'm trying to see that perspective and I'm like, am I asking too much? Mm. Like, am I asking too much? It, is it, is it that bad? Yeah. Right. Right. So what do I go out of my way to not do now? Ask much. Ask for anything at all. Which is really tough. It is miserable. My life coach makes fun of me all the time. Yeah. He said, and it's Rizak, right? Like he does a lot of philosophical. He's like, why is it so hard for you to ask for help?
0: 'Cause you don't want to feel like a burden to
1: people. I just don't want to be a burden.
0: See, and I and, and I but, totally get that.
1: I okay, really but 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 what's the backhanded side of that? So what well, what do I do in the meantime? You withdraw. And I go out of my way to make sure that I'm always trying to help. Yeah.
0: Because if you're the opposite that's, of being that's a my, burden,
1: that's my makeup, right? The
0: opposite of being a burden oh. is to lighten other people. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And how do you do that? By saying yes to whatever they need. So
1: if I said, Hey, if I would j- if I would just simply say, Hey, Robbie. I'm off the grid from, you know, I get the West. I'm off the grid here the next couple of weeks from 530 a.m. to probably 1150 a.m. Yeah. Anything you send me in between there, I may not get back to because just like today. Yeah. I have 17 orange tabs. Yeah. It's not those people's fault. Yeah. They don't have any idea what I'm doing. Because do you know what I didn't say? Do you know what I never told our listening audience? Hey, I'm going to be gone for, for two weeks because I don't, you know, I, I want to go be with my team. I'm going to go coach. Yeah. Because I don't want to mess up the flow of the show. Right. I, I want to make sure everybody that is listening is still going to listen. I, yeah. So I don't say anything. Yeah. But, like, if you hear me talk or you hear me say things or I'm coaching you, I'm this supremely confident directive leave no doubt very clear in my message kind of person mm-hmm. but when it comes to other people's feelings and i have to guess mm-hmm. i always err on the side of caution but what's what's you my number err what's on the side of it's your fault
0: that's where what, you but err. what's
1: my number one thing though for me i'll say hey people are like holly i can't believe it. like how are you not getting mad at that guy on twitter or, mm-hmm. or gosh you guys just had this thing how do you not take it personal? So my, my mechanism is mm-hmm. I want to know, yeah, it may hurt my feelings or whatever, but I hate guessing. Yeah. However you feel, just yes. tell me, put the responsibility on me. I'll figure it out. I would rather have a hard truth than, than, than guess and be wrong than
0: an easy guess. So right? I always tell yeah.
1: people, I've said this to the, my kids forever. And I say it to our players, listen, let, let your intentions be known. Mm-hmm. Don't make me guess. Even when you're in the classroom and they're perceiving something via body language, take the guesswork out of it. Put the put the pressure on them because it's a privilege to have to know where you're coming from and deal with it accordingly. Because if they guess wrong, it's not their fault. Where does that come from? I had to guess. Yeah, I thought something was a certain way for X amount of time and it didn't happen that way. So do you know what I'm doing now? It's just all, oh man, DB, you're so good at sharing, and you're this, that. And the other. Listen, man, you know what it is? I don't want you guessing. Yeah. If I hurt, I'm going to tell you I hurt. If I'm, you know, if, if if I have to tell a story, like, this obviously was impromptu. Yeah. But if I have to be super forthright about my feelings or teachable moments, it's, it's how I do radio now. Mm-hmm. It's the one thing that I said I would never do yep. when I first took the job. I'm not sharing. No sure. personal life, nothing. Nope. Yep. I'm not sharing any of me. Now that's all people care about. They don't care about the X's and O's. That's almost always <laughs> what people care about, right? They don't care about pin downs or ball screens or. I
0: mean, sometimes they do, but they like. <laughs> well, they, you know what I mean? They like sitting here acting like they're having a conversation with us. I And I'm the exact same way. I hate the guessing game, right? And that's all I did in my first marriage. And part a lot of that was on me, yeah, right? But now, and I think this is one of the things you like about me. Everybody knows where I stand oh, pretty yeah. much all the
1: time. One thousand percent. Pretty
0: right. much, I'm very even. And here's the thing: here's why I didn't do it before because it's vulnerable and it's scary. So, like when you put yourself out there, it's scary. But I'd rather people just know, hey, here's here's where I'm at. I would, the
1: whole use me, but not use me, but genuinely like being around me is kind of deep. It is because dudes don't say that because I don't. I don't. They, want there to- are there are some people I just genuinely want to be around. And that's how I feel when we hang out. That's why I text you. Like,
0: I very rarely text you about work stuff or whatever. It's just like me thinking about stuff or whatever, right? Um, Obviously, with the podcast, I do a little more work stuff now than I used to. But part of my, like, a huge insecurity for me is, did I say something wrong? Mm. Right? Mm -hmm. And especially with people that, like, I like or admire or want to be around that maybe I'm not around as much as I would like to be. Got you. Then because like I would spend a ton of time with you, but I know you're the busiest man in the world. Like or at least you're the busiest person (laughs) I know, legitimately.
1: And I'm not just saying. I listen. It's eighty percent of it is because I'm inefficient. Well, (laughs) I could probably work streamline a little bit. Yeah, and I'm bad. And I'm bad with um, protocol. Oh, sure. Okay. I'm the big picture guy. I need somebody to tell me. Where to be? To make what time. Yeah, yeah,
0: for sure. You need a personal assistant. Is what you like,
1: because, <laughs> and I could knock it out.
0: Yeah, because if people tell you where to go and what to do, boom. Because I'm ready. super.
1: Yeah, yeah. Because I'm super competitive. So sometimes you just have. Do you know this is weird? Because I got to let you finish this story. No, you're. Good. But do you know why Sasha and I work? Why is that? Because she stopped waiting for me to to say, and she just said. I just, we just need to get this mm-hmm. out of the way. Yeah. So we're going to set this up. I'm going to be here, do this. And you know what? It's pretty easy. You that do it. Way. Yeah. Because if you leave it open to me, if you leave it open ended, it's I'm, not going to happen. I, it's not because right. I'm going to try to make sure that. Because ugh. you
0: want to leave yourself flexibility so that you don't have to say no to somebody and else. And I don't want
1: you having to work off my schedule. Yes. Like I'll figure it out.
0: But that's where, that's also part of where the value and worth thing comes in because your time and everything is worth it to people who want you to do stuff. And so they want to work around your schedule. They're happy to work around your schedule.
1: And I feel like. And I don't, I think you haven't gotten that yet. I'm still, you know, I just feel like. That's again, it's because
0: you don't want to be a burden. Having somebody work around your schedule feels like you're burdening them. Yeah. Right. But for me, so going back to the texting thing, I think part of the reason, and because you're right we have a little bit of a strange dynamic between us, mm. right? Because of what I talked about, about where you're at in, in this career, where I'm at in this career, the fact that I do just want to... And I
1: never thought about that.
0: Right. And, and part of it, I think, why you've never thought about it is because I've been pretty open and honest with you about what I hey, wanted. Hey,
1: that's what I was about to say. So time. even like three years ago, you're like, listen, man. Before we knew each other <laughs> at all. You're like, and you're like, I don't want this to sound... No, it was even longer than that. It was after uh, It was after a post-game show. Yeah, you're it like, was the first
0: show we ever you're did like, together you're like after a post-game show. Yeah, You're
1: like, ultimately, man, I just want to work with you. Yeah. And I was it like... It
0: was... Was it 2019?
1: Probably. I Might think it was, have been one year early. That, that may have been right. I
0: think it was 2019. It was no later than 2020. Yeah.
1: Oh, no, 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 no. I, I thought it may have been one year earlier. If it, so 2019 at the
0: latest. Yes. So... I We were doing a post-game show. I think it was the first time I had ever done a show with you Yeah. because you guys did not have me subbing in the morning at all because you thought I was just a Creighton guy at the time. Yeah. I don't know what I thought, but probably. Well, that's what you told me. You told me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Range. I worried about range. Yeah. You worried about my range because most of the stuff I was doing at the time was Creighton. I just, yeah. And for me, that's what was available. So I did what was available, right? Yeah. And so you worried about range. That's right. I
1: did worry about range.
0: And then, which is kind of funny now,
1: but. Oh, I know. (laughs) Because now it's like. Who's got the ultra range? It's like who's Mr. Uber? Yeah, okay, but <laughs> but yeah, that is funny. So that, that that's hilarious. We did this
0: show together, and I straight up, I texted you after the show.
1: Well, it was a hard show because you put me on the hot seat. I did. Was it Illinois? Uh I almost said Michigan State. It Illinois. might have been, but they might.
0: It was a game they lost. Yeah, it was a game well, they lost. That was a
1: good chance. That um, well, happy. I
0: mean, if you just play the odds in the last yeah, few yeah, years, yeah. And it was the first time we had done a show together. I thought it went great. And I think I think you appreciated that I wasn't intimidated because yep. I think some people get a little intimidated by the yep. name and betting of it all completely. And I think you liked that. I think you liked that. I was willing to put you on the spot.
1: Isn't it weird? How I, I didn't don't know any better. Isn't it weird how I don't really want you know how I function best? It's a two way learning street. Yeah, because secretly, selfishly. I need to get some value out of you. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Like that's why I like to take calls. Yeah. Even if I don't agree.
0: No, but if you get some,
1: I, I want to learn right some calls. I want to learn. You get
0: value. Yeah. out of Right. And part of the reason I don't always like to take calls is because I don't feel like I get good value yeah. out of them sometimes. Right. <laughs> like it's a, it's a double edged sword with, with yeah, phone calls. Yeah. And stuff.
1: That's why I, I like it. tweets. I, Cause I
0: can pick and choose a lot easier. Right. Yeah. But I, I literally, I texted you, I think as I was driving home, mm from that show. And I said, I'll summarize, but basically just like, man, I just want to work with you more. Mm-hmm. I was like, I, that was, I had so much fun doing that. Like that was, uh, I was like in a, in a different world, we should work together a lot, lot more um, kind of paraphrasing. And so I think that's part of why you never felt like, as this guy using me yeah. or anything like that. Cause, you, Cause I was so, and I knew about,
1: exactly where you stood.
0: Yeah. And you always have. Yeah. Right. And the only reason I was willing to do that, because that was a scary text for me to say, because we didn't know each other <laughs> no, at no, all. No, no, no. We didn't know each other even a little bit. Nope. You had seen me around and yep. you'd like dat me up or whatever, but like we had not had a real conversation uh, off air ever.
1: And I said, you know, the funny thing that I like about you is because my boss at that time did too, was you would just put it out there. Yeah. So I could always appreciate that.
0: And I, Two years before that, before I had gotten divorced and all that kind of stuff, I never would have. Because mm-hmm. my biggest thing, I was so scared of putting myself out there mm-hmm. and having it not go the way I wanted to.
1: That's the same reason I didn't want to get into the business.
0: And then what I figured out after getting divorced and going to therapy and, and whatever is if you don't ask for it, you eliminate any chance of getting what you want. <laughs> right? <laughs> And so I'm like, well,
1: hey, you you know, you know, what's funny. I'll
0: just ask for it. That's
1: that's why you and Chris get along. Yeah. You know, what's funny? I'm dead dog. Serious Gorman. That's why you guys get along before
0: I had ever met Gorman. Yeah, I he started following me on Twitter for some reason, probably because of you. Um, (laughs) And so I just DM'd him. I was like, hey, you guys are doing some cool stuff over there. would love to be a part of it.
1: Hey, I like I just straight up cold DM'd him. Hey, so when we the, our very first meeting, um, because he was um, so he and Bill were kind of, they were in the meeting together. Yeah, this is when we're first trying to see okay, what's DB going to do, right? And I'm like, I let I I when I got up because I had just met Bill first, mm-hmm. then you know, um he introduced me to Chris and I go, I I see, I can see why this works. Yeah. Because Chris is kind of the heavy. Okay. Where he'll tell you exactly what he's thinking. It may or may not hurt your feelings, but at least you kind of know. And where you stand. Right. And, and Bill was kind of the guy that like made sure if it hurt, it didn't hurt too bad. And if it was some love, he'd bring you back down to earth yeah
0: <laughs> right he's the leveler he so I was like oh God, I could kind of
1: see how this I could see how this kind of works but I don't ever leave a conversation with Corman and I'm like I wonder where he stands sure right <laughs> now you know yeah. what I mean like yeah. now the execution of all that I'm not saying all of that but I'm just saying at least the vision that's casted I I like and I think that's what you like right yeah and that's what I had to You know, I think it
0: takes a certain amount of courage to put big ideas out there, whether they're for yourself, whether they're for like a company, because big ideas are hard to execute. Right. And so it was for a long time, it was scary for me to say out loud, like, yeah, I want to do radio. I would love to be on the air every day. Like it was scary for me to say that because there's no guarantee it's ever going to happen. Right. Like there was no guarantee that that was ever something in the cards for me Mm. because I didn't come up from, like I just started filling in because eventually somebody says no and they have to call the next name on the list. So I just kept being the next name on the list until I started being the first name on the list. Right. And so like, it was scary for me to put what I wanted out there. Mm. And then I realized, okay, but if I don't put it out there, nobody knows I want it. And maybe they want me to do it. Maybe they want me to, be on air full-time maybe they want me to do a podcast with Damon Benning or whatever right and so I just say it and if they say no they say no but at least I know where I stand now right and that's the valuable thing about it is knowing where you stand
1: do you know when that came to fruition was during COVID and the what the guy what the caller call you oh uh Uh, It was like a liberal hack or something. Yeah, he called you. He's like, when did you start doing radio with this liberal hack? (laughs) And the way that you received it. Yeah. And just kept ticking. I was like. Yeah, I remember that. Remember that? (laughs) I do just was like reckless. Yeah. And you ate it up. We're talking about McDonald's and minimum wage and skilled labor and going to work and
0: stuff. I believe I said, (laughs) oh, I don't think I'm a liberal. I just care about people.
1: (laughs) I was like giddy up here we go like you got to be able to take it and quietly since this is a baby man crush like i knew that we we're gonna um be okay be able to function because yeah. i mean people talk crazy to me all the time about stuff and some of the ideologies and it's just like you're like why do you engage And i'm like eh, that's why not what I, and and hey what if they're right yeah what if you learn something
0: <laughs> yeah, what like, if you learn something like what right? if they're right Like, people wouldn't believe what I believed 10 years ago versus what I believe now. And it's because you start listening and you're like, oh, maybe I do believe a little differently than I thought.
1: Kind of like after 25 years coming full circle on Creighton. (laughs) Listen, I knew in, like, 2016 I was in trouble. I was like, yeah. You're like, ah, shoot. I like this Coach Matt guy. Listen, do you know, (laughs) I'll tell you, is two years before that, do you know who the catalyst was? Who? Rob Anderson. Really? He was so good to me and didn't have to be. Interesting. I'll, I'll, I'm, and now you. look at you, Creighton
0: Homer, just like me. Like,
1: <laughs> <laughs> I saw Altman at the chiropractor the year before he left, and uh, he just was not. And I'm like, you know what? All these preconceived notions maybe I, got I it had, wrong. they were my own. Yeah. Like I was dead wrong.
0: Yeah. I was dead wrong. And that's one of the most powerful things you can be willing to say is maybe I got it wrong.
1: <laughs> so now when I wear the quarter zip, and people are like, oh man, you like your boy T Franks. <laughs> I was like, no, nah, man, good people just being good to me, man. I'm still a public school guy at the university. I'm a state school guy. <laughs> I, like I told you, I'm just all in on Coach Mack.
0: Uh, well, that was not where I expected any of this to go. <laughs> yeah, I but that like, made
1: me, I don't have any idea what just happened.
0: Maybe that's my favorite pod we've done so far. Uh, really great stuff. I appreciate you being willing to open up and be vulnerable for it's people. A, it's an accident. And, well, yeah, I – I apologize if it was my fault, but, um,
1: no, no, you don't
0: <laughs> that. No, nah, not really. Cause it was great. Um, that's David Benning. I'm Robbie Lula, Shane Schillerberg producing for us. This has been another episode of Hey, <laughs> A at
1: Sports Network production.